of all, welcome. Hi, my name is Mohamed Dada. I'm the VP of Male Engagement, and we have a really, really amazing guest on our show today, um, especially someone who is a female and a female leader. Uh, I'm really excited for her to be on the podcast, especially today, because I saw her during the summer, during recruitment time, and she was truly an inspiration to young students like us. Um, Miro, if you could introduce yourself. Thanks so much, Mohamed, for having me here today. I'm super, super excited to be here. And uh, I guess just to give you a little bit of an introduction about uh, myself and um, why I personally resonate a little bit with this whole theme and um, with Will in general. So I started off my journey in accounting at Schulich, actually. So I'm a Schulich grad 2017, uh, which feels like it's not that long ago. But now that I see people coming into the firm, I'm like, wow, that was a little bit dated. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I graduated in 2017. A year before I graduated, I interned at PwC and that's where I started my journey. Um, and now it's three years in the firm. I am a experienced senior associate. Um, I've kind of moved around a, a little bit within the firm and within the practice as well. So looked at a few different industries, um, looked at different areas of the firm. Most recently where you saw me, I was doing my secondment with the uh, human resources team with campus recruitment. So it's been quite the journey and I'm super excited to be here. Um, any questions that you may have or anything you want me to elaborate on, I'll speak to later, but that's just a little bit about me. For sure, for sure. So I guess to start off the podcast itself, you spoke a little upon your journey. Could you elaborate more upon the journey in the firm with PwC and even if you could speak upon the starting point? Yeah, and so, um, I know when we were initially discussing this podcast, um, I told you that it's really special to me how my journey started at PwC and it very much so has to do with the women in leadership aspect that the firm has to offer. So uh, when I was going through recruitment and you know how it goes, like I'm sure a lot of the students listening to this at Schulich understand when it's recruitment season, you're going out to all of the events, talking to all the firms and just trying to figure out you know, what's right for you. And it's a lot of information to take in and it, it was for me too. Um, so my strategy really was at the end of the day, um, even though it's kind of like the cliche statement, but where do I feel most comfortable and where do I feel like um, I will fit in best and have the best chance to succeed with my values, with who I am as a person. And so the more I started going to PwC events, the more I realized that that's where I have the easiest time talking to people. And then I guess the final kind of nail in the coffin for me to decide for PwC was um, I went to an event that they don't actually host anymore, but it was called Aspire to Lead. And it was all about women in leadership. So it talked about how confidence is displayed differently in women and men and how people are, um, women, you know, display those certain characteristics or traits differently. So it was very, very eye-opening for me. Um, even as an event and like what the, the messaging of the event was and afterwards we got to speak to all of the um, female partners at PwC and when I spoke to them I realized like one not only are they successful in their career but they also have a successful family life they're able to pursue the things that they enjoy so it was nice to see that even at that level the firm was offering support to the top like from top management downwards people were able to have you know, a life that was more than just their job. Um, and that was really what spoke to me about PwC and made me decide that that's the firm where I want to be. And looking back, you know, three years ago to now, I don't think that has changed. Like I'm able to continue to do the things that I love and be supported by the firm um, while still maintaining my job and being, being good at it. Wow, 
that that's great to hear. I think I think our students, especially now, um, recruitment seasons like, you know, coming back, especially with, um, you know, all the summer conferences coming in. This will be a great thing to hear about and you know reflect upon because this will be something um, like a starting point to hear about someone else's journey and if that could also yeah. lead to their journey. Of course. What helped you decide that PwC was the firm which you wanted to start your career with? Yeah, and, and that's a really good question. I think there were a few um, things that really played into my decision. And one of them was the obviously the women in leadership aspect, which I spoke about earlier. But um, more than that, it was, like I said, it, it, it builds up a little bit to the point where you finally make your decision. So really, first of all, started off with me going out to the networking events, talking to the different representatives, understanding what, first of all, accounting is like, because going into, you know, second year, you don't really know what people do at a public accounting firm. So understanding what the job itself is like, and that was kind of the first barrier that I broke, because in my head, you know, you have a stereotypical accountant, like crunching numbers at their desk. That's not really it. Public accounting is a lot more client-facing. You're talking to a lot more people. You're coaching a lot more. And that kind of led me to the second uh, factor in my decision-making, which was I realized specifically the culture at PwC is very, very growth oriented. And it's not just growth oriented for you to become a professional in just accounting, but it's growth oriented for you to become a professional overall as just a business professional. So, you know, Mohammed, you were at some of our events, a lot of the things that we talk about and how we assess our people and how we even look to hire is related to the PwC accounting professional framework, right. which is you know, it comprises of a lot of things. It's not just technical knowledge, but it also speaks to like global acumen, um, how you interact with people, your leadership potential. So all of these things at PwC are things that you not only like hear about or how we hire, but then once you get into the firm, that's how you're being assessed. So for example, on my jobs, on every Friday, there's a formal like 30 minutes dedicated to just feedback. And it's not just feedback like me receiving feedback from my manager, but it's also me giving feedback to my manager. So it was really seeing how PwC not only promoted your professional growth, but just also um, how they actually like walk the talk, right? Um, and so I, I consistently heard that from everyone and now being at the firm, I've seen that play out in my own career. So that was the other key thing from a cultural perspective, the encouragement, the growth, the support that you receive at every step um, it factored into why I decided to, to go to PwC as well. So do you think that PwC really provided you those resources to excel, not just in the workspace, but also like the social aspect of PwC and things like that? Like it helped you connect with a lot more people. Like, do you think that that enforcement was there like from PwC? Yeah. Yeah, and even like from the get-go, when you start recruiting, right, and you start connecting with the recruitment team or like people at the firm, you realize that like a lot of um, the, the pleasure or the joy that you get from your work is from those connections that you build, right? Because the technical stuff is always there and that's something that you're continuously learning. There's formal training for that, but the connections are really what teaches you to navigate your career um, and get the mentorship that you need. So even, you know, as a student, when you're recruiting, you start connecting with people at the firm and we try and provide you with those connections as well. So you can learn what the job is about. And then once you get to the firm, you're provided with a formal mentor. You're provided with a CPA mentor for your CP, right? So 
there's always like the formal avenues and then you also have your informal channels like a lot of my people who I would consider informal coaches or mentors are people who I worked with who weren't assigned to me by the firm but because I got along well with them they're the people that I go to to ask for advice so yeah those resources are, are definitely there and available that's great to hear yeah so chiming into the question of women in leadership what do women in leadership focused initiatives really mean to you? I think, first of all, like it's something that I, I deeply care about. So from a personal level, I come from a family where we're four girls, no brothers. So, you know, that in and of itself, like I've grown around uh, a dialogue or like, you know, when I, I speak with my sisters, it's very um, oriented towards like, you know, how can we be successful professionals and still have everything else that you know as a woman you would want in life and not and it may not be for everyone but for me personally for example like I want to have a family I want to you know enjoy the other things in my life and um, still be able to be a successful professional so as a person that initiative is really really important to me and I think there's been so much progress in general um, we're lucky to live in a time where where that's recognized and that's supported. And then coming to PwC as it, its own company, where uh, or its own firm, you see, like I said, that they, they genuinely like walk the talk. So a lot of our leadership team, you see the partners, you see how they're able to carry out their personal lives and have their families and be able to pay attention to them and also then make time for their career and be super successful in their career. Right. And again, you see that top down, like from partner to manager, all the way to the senior associate level, <laughs> you see that. So um, there are personally, you know, things that I see at the firm. And then also we have like, again, the more formal network. So we have our women inclusion network. We have our he for she initiative. We also have I mean, they truly do consider um, everything. So like we have a, a parents network where, you know, if you're a parent and you're working at the firm, you can connect with people who are going through the same challenges as you are and figure out how to overcome them in a better way. So those are all the things that um, I see from my perspective that are important to me and are being carried out. For sure, for sure. That's great to hear that PWC has those initiatives for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess another question coming into the initiatives at PwC is um, how has the Women in Inclusion Network at PwC helped you in your career? Yeah, and that's, again, great question. It's just, um, you know, when you kind of get stuck in like the regularity of work and I've just come out of busy season, so it gets very like now working from home especially you go onto your laptop you're doing the same thing and literally sometimes your life becomes like it's just me in this box I'm getting up I'm getting on my laptop I'm working maybe I'm taking some time to like work out or go out for a walk and then I come back and work and I go to sleep and I repeat the same thing yeah. so it becomes very mundane and honestly it sometimes does take a little bit of a toll on your mental health your physical health sometimes because you're just doing the same thing and you're not giving yourself a break or stepping back and reevaluating what you need to do right. so things like women's inclusion network um previously before like you know we were working from home and the pandemic happened they allowed me to take a step back and you know i'd go to the events that they host which they have several different panels they have like coffee chats so the purpose of the, the organization is um, to provide you with examples and inspiration that people who 
who have done it before you or like, you know, or have been through those challenges have done it successfully. And so you can too. And it's relatable because they did, go, they, they'd speak about their failures. So it was a chance for me to step back, reevaluate. I would go to a panel. I would listen to the guest speakers there. Some of them, you know, I remember this one distinct example where this lady was, um, she works at RBC Capital Markets or in investment banking. Yeah. So she's very, very um, at, a senior, at a senior level. And she was talking about, you know, being in that environment, having kids where it's very much so still more of a male dominant industry, I would say, yeah, yeah. how does she do that? And how is she able to still stay true to herself while doing that? Yeah. So it allows me to kind of take a step back and reevaluate and say like, okay, you know what? It is possible to do that. So there's the inspirational aspect. And then also like, it's like, okay, you know, she did have challenges. So I shouldn't be feeling, I shouldn't be too hard on myself when I go through challenges like that. Um, so that's the first thing. And then secondly, on a day-to-day -day basis, and especially now working from home, they always like host webinars and things like that to just do little things to just kind of give yourself a little bit of a break or a mental check, like, you know, tips and tricks to navigate working from home, to make sure you're still keeping your fitness in check, to make sure you're still drinking enough water, things like that. And tips to like connect with other people while you're still home. So they play a lot of different uh, roles, I think. And in, in this work from home environment, they still managed to keep that up um, throughout. So it's, it's been good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even, even in terms of like for us at school, we, I think we've been like, we've been exhausted based just sitting that that's the thing. It's just, we're constantly looking at the screen and, and it's not even just zoom screens, right? We wake yeah. up, we either have our phone right beside us, right? Or, I mean, you shouldn't. I mean, it's, it's it's super close to you. I mean, radiation stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I just I just always have a screen around us, right? Yeah. And like you know, some of us are gaming and things like that. So yeah. that kind of gets us stressful. Like, and it gets too much. It does. It's a lot, a lot of screen time. And I realized, like I when I was working. Yeah. I'm on the screen, obviously I'm on my laptop. And then when I would take a break, I would go to my phone, which is also a screen. So I was like, I need to break that habit a, yeah. a little bit and start yeah. going out for a walk or something. So yeah. Yeah. it's true, it gets to be a lot. I look at the weekly report every time when I get it on my phone and it's it doesn't decrease. It's, it's always yeah. on a little incline up there. Exactly, exactly. For sure, for sure. So I guess my next question would be, which mentors or coaches have impacted your career's progression and goals so far in your career and why? That's a really good question. And if I were to truly like sit down and write out a list, it would be quite a long list. But I think the best um, advice I've received is like, you truly can learn something from everyone. And obviously there are people who I've learned more from but with every person who I've worked with whether I've had you know maybe a little bit of a difficult working relationship sometimes you know your working styles don't match or whether we've gone gotten along really well um I've learned something from them so even from like your difficult experiences or challenging experiences you can walk away learning something um so that's the first thing secondly when it comes to actual like individuals who I look up to a lot of them have been, well, you know, to start off with my coach at PwC, she's phenomenal. She like, um, I know I can go to her as a person, not just as a professional and just talk to her about this is truly what I'm feeling. I'm going through a hard time or this is like, you know, what's happening with my mental health or this is what's 
happening in my personal life. And I know she will give me honest, honest advice without any kind of, you know, agenda or anything behind it. So having that relationship with her has been really helpful. Again, she's super successful in her own career. She raises like two wonderful kids. Like she, she can just speak to like, you know, uh, her experience and have it be relatable to mine. Sure. So that's the first person. That's my formal coaching relationship. I was assigned to her by the firm and that worked out really well. Aside from that, I also have people who I just really look up to on a day-to-day basis that I work with. So on my jobs, um, I have two managers who literally, again, every time I'm feeling a little bit low, I can just ask them for a five minutes of just, I need like a coaching five minute coaching meeting. And they're always available. They always listen to me. They give me their attention and they reiterate that message of like, you know, um, just take a step back and like reevaluate and like reset yourself and take the time that you need for yourself. So that key messaging has become more and more evident as we've moved to working from home. And even in my most recent job, it was busy season. I remember I was so like the most recent example of this is I was so, so stressed. Um, We had a deadline that day and my director who obviously is also stressed because you know we're all working as a team she has the deadline to meet first she's accountable for it first she forced the whole team to take a one-hour break because Diane Kazarian our GTA uh, managing partner was leading a yoga session and she's like you know what we've all been really really tired I know we have a deadline coming up I know we're going to be working late but everyone take a step back for an hour go do the yoga session and then come back and it was just really nice because you hear that messaging from the people at the firm and it's, it's so helpful to see your, your leaders actually doing that. So everything from like my formal coaching conversations to my informal relationships with the people that I work with, particularly the women that I work with, because it is a little bit more relatable, right? So um, they've, they've helped me get to where I am. And it's, it's like from, you know, the daily detail to the three years that I've been at PwC, every day has kind of added up to that, to the people that I've interacted with. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, no, for that's sure. the general gist. I guess a question would be that what, what what advice would you give for, I think, young individuals who are entering the firm or the corporate space itself to maintain? Like, what is that? Like, like over the years, um, there will be a point where, you know, you you kind of might drift apart or you might be working with other people, and but you still want to maintain that relationship because... Um, you know, maybe it was a formal or informal, as you said, how, how would you maintain that kind of a relationship with them? Yeah. And <laughs> again, cliche statement, but so important. Your network is your net worth. Right. It matters because right. these are the people who are going to support you when you need it most. Right. So even now, when I look back at the people that I graduated with in 2017, so many of them are doing really cool, really amazing things. And so I still have the ability or try to have the ability to be able to reach out to them and ask them about what they're doing. Or like, if I ever needed support or advice, I should be able to reach out to these people and ask them, right? So my suggestion is the people that you're working or I guess graduating with right now, your classmates, they're going to go on to do really, really great things. So that's your first starting point, right? Keep in touch with them. Even if it's just on LinkedIn and you're sending them like one message a year or you're saying congratulations on getting your new job or whatever, you're just reaching out for like one quick message. Those relationships matter starting from when you graduate. Then when you get to like into your professional career, it takes effort to keep up those relationships, 
But that like five minutes you spend to send out a holiday email or like say thank you for whatever, or just reach out and connect for a little bit, that makes all the difference. And, and that's all it takes really, right? Like no one has the time when you're in your adult life, like working, no one has the time to be consistently connected or constantly talking to someone. But when you just show people that you're, you're thinking of them, whether it's like taking the time out on the holidays to say happy holidays or whatever, that goes a long way. And then you always have those connections to rely on. So remember the people like, I would even, you know, keep a list of people who I'm like, you know, these are the people who mean a lot to me, who've, you know, influenced my career and my choices. And I want to always be connected with them. And then I make an effort to consciously go back and reach out to them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I guess my next question would be, how has the culture at PwC positively impacted your personal and professional growth? Yeah, so I guess in bits and pieces, I've been speaking about this, but in general, when I look at it holistically, um, a few key things kind of stick out. So three key pieces, and you've probably, again, heard a little bit of this dialogue um, while you've attended our events and, and whatnot, but um, one would be the um, be well, work well culture, which I've talked about a little bit before. Mm -hmm. It's the fact that everyone, even in the most stressful of times, gives you the space to be your best physically and mentally to be able to work and perform your best, right? So the minute that you feel like that boundary is being crossed where your physical health or your mental health is taking a hit, you can take a step back and say, I need to take a break and come back. And that messaging has been consistent throughout all the jobs that I've been on. So that is the first thing. The second thing is the Your Tomorrow initiative. And I know I haven't spoken to it too much previously in the podcast, but it's become more and more evident in my career in the recent past year or so. So a, a year or so ago, PwC introduced um, Your Tomorrow. And this was pre-pandemic, pre-anything. Um, they just started to realize that they need to invest in their current workforce to upskill them, to be able to meet the demands that are coming in the future. There's going to be economic issues. There's going to be, um, you know, environmental challenges. We're going to be navigating a whole different world very soon. So they started to put that initiative uh, forward. And what it really did was like, it put mandatory training, put new, uh, you know, apps and platforms, um, things like Tableau and Alteryx that are new programs and softwares that we were using. And it, it allowed us to, to be competent enough to use them. So me not being a tech savvy person at first was like, oh my goodness, how am I gonna learn this? I don't know anything. And um, PwC really held my hand, took me through the formal training. And then on my jobs, as in any job where you have normal coaching, I had the coaching and like um, help to be able to implement those new solutions. Um, a new technology into my job. So that was number two, pushing me out of my comfort zone, being able to do um, more with the skills that I had. And then the final thing um, from the culture that really, really I appreciate is like the continuous learning and coaching environment, which I've spoken about a lot, but really that's the main thing that speaks to me as a person. Um, every time I, I do a job, and I um, go through a client, I get feedback informally. So like on a consistent basis and then formally. And no one is like super, super, um, I guess, 
no one is super um, hesitant to give the feedback because they realize that good and bad or constructive criticism is necessary. So you learn to take the feedback and you learn to give feedback as well. So that has been super, super helpful. And that formal and informal feedback has allowed me to be the professional that I am today. Right, right. Do you think that your, I think, ability of taking feedback since you were, say, a student um, has uh, kind of helped you in in, in now today's role? Like, you know, you, you were able to take feedback from professors and things like that. And now it's kind of helping you to uh, take feedbacks from clients and things like that. Like, has that has that been a part of it as well? Yeah, but I will say, I think when you're in at Schulich and you, okay, so first of all, you go from, you know, being the best in your high school to being one of the best at Schulich, right? Okay, but okay. even at Schulich, you start to recognize that like, there are times where you will fail and you have to be okay with it. That becomes much more accentuated when you go into the workplace. Okay. So you have to recognize that and I think that was the most challenging for me, right? Because when you get feedback from your professors and stuff, a lot of times it's just your performance or your graduation or your mark that'll be impacted. Yeah. You're not having a team rely on you. Yeah. But once yeah. you go into the workplace, there's a whole team relying on you. It's a team effort. So if you mess up, it reflects on your team. Right. And that's for me personally, that's the hardest kind of failure, letting other people down. And that has been um, the most important learning I guess I've had recently is understanding if you fail it's okay you just have to learn to forgive yourself and learn how you're going to improve from that point and that's really hard because you know being a top performer at your high school and then at Schulich and then coming to the workplace sometimes you don't know how to deal with failure and that's hard so that has been one of the hardest changes for me I guess going into the workplace for sure. No, I've seen, I've seen a change as well, like in my second year that like I've done a lot more, even in my first semester, I feel I've done a lot more group projects. Uh, and because of that, I feel like, you know, I, I got to do it for the team, right? Like, because, exactly. it, because yeah, you think about, oh, it's one mark, everyone's going to get the same. You Like, that's kind of like the, the yeah. route Mentality. you're going to, but yep. at the end of the day, it's more like, my, that's my team, you know, like you're, you're, you're talking with them and even you're talking with them even more now, right? Like you have them on iMessage, you have them on FaceTime, you're constantly talking to them yeah. um, on Zoom, right? You're discussing ideas. So you create a certain bond with them. And, and exactly. it's important that, you know, if you don't do your part, that bond will get lost. And, and you know, like, because, you know, some of my, some of my friends who are uh, part of my group members are now on my fantasy team. I, I, think, yeah. I think that's, that's so, something really important to, I think, take away that, you know, even though it was work-related, it transitioned into a personal kind of a thing. Like, we connect over exactly. fantasy basketball. So, right. it's really important. Like, I think you, you cherish those relationships in your groups. Yeah, and it's important to recognize and set the boundary for yourself that even if you have that personal relationship there um, within, like, the professional relationship, you should... Still, you know, if you if you do, God forbid, end up messing up or failing, it shouldn't impact that personal relationship. And at PwC, I've really, really seen how people handle that. You know, when somebody messes up or when somebody does a bad job, it's always met with, you know, there's always a constructive feedback. Like, yes, 
recognize that you did do something wrong, that this does need to be improved, but don't beat yourself up over it to the point where you're not moving forward and you're losing your confidence in a sense. So that part, um, you do learn when you're on the job, you know, even if you make a mistake, just saying, okay, acknowledged, made a mistake, apologized, took the, the feedback and then moved forward and improved. So my manager or my director on my recent job, she, she has this one phrase and she literally has it like written on her whiteboard. It's progress, not perfection. And I think the more you go on in your career, you realize sometimes it is progress and not perfection because you don't have time for perfection or you don't have um, the, the ability to, to do your work to that level, but you, you make progress and you keep going no matter what. Right, right, for sure. So I guess my uh, next question would be, what resources have you been able to leverage through, uh, through PwC to help your, you broaden your skills outside of core assurance? Yeah, um, and I think this really comes back to my challenge with technology, which I am not the first person to ever adopt anything. I'm not the first person to ever raise my hand and be like, yeah, I wanna try this new technology. I am literally the last person in the room to do that, usually. Um, and again, when Your Tomorrow came about and the initiative was like, okay, we're now introducing like three different, um, you know, programs that you will be using on a daily basis. And I was like, oh my God, I have to learn all of this, like by myself, what's going to happen? Um, but like I mentioned, it was very, very systematically um, implemented into the firm. So the first step was they first introduced us to this whole concept. They asked us to change our mindset. So we talk about this in our recruitment um, kind of platforms as well, but what Rear Tomorrow really is, is the ability to take a challenge head on and it's a learning mindset. So you don't have to have, like, you don't have to be a coder. You don't have to know how to like, um, you know, code in Python or Java. I don't even know what the languages are. It's something that I am working towards, but you don't have to know all of that. That doesn't matter. What matters is, can you look at something and say, okay, this is done X, Y, Z right now, in, in this way right now, can I pivot it and change it and improve it? Right. And that's what really your tomorrow is about. So that's the first thing that the firm, the, the key messaging that was given to us. Then after that, there was actual formal training that every person had to do in order to be able to use that technology. So you had that resource there from a technical perspective to go back to. Then they had this whole um, team of digital accelerators, which were people who had, you know, completed all the courses earlier on, had learned the technology at a higher level. And so you, you had like um, office hours or like presentations by the digital accelerators that you could go to and ask specific questions if you were stuck somewhere. Then within your teams, the digital accelerators would come and help you run boot camps to see and brainstorm where you could implement those technologies. So it wasn't like, you know, your tomorrow was just kind of thrown at us. And then we were told to like, take it in and just run with it on our, on our own. That support was there. And then the outcome of all of that was that as a professional at a personal level, these technologies that I'm learning, this mindset that I'm adopting, it's not just specific to PwC. If you take a, a step back and look at it from a macro perspective, the world is changing in so many different ways. This year has been a testament to that, right? There's environmental change, there's economic change. We don't know what's coming next. So the ability to be comfortable with the uncomfortable is something that's super, super important. And Your Tomorrow was kind of the kickstart for me to realize and embrace that and say, okay, 
I don't know a lot of things, but I can learn them. And I have the support and the resources at PwC in particular to be able to learn that. So no matter where I go next in my career journey, whether it's at PwC or outside of PwC, I've been equipped and upskilled to the point where I feel uh, I feel ready to take on those challenges that are upcoming in the near future or are already here for some of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I guess my other next question would be around this time of the year. It would be, how do you take time for yourself during audit busy season? Yeah, and that's a really, really good question. I will preface this by saying that this, I guess because I was lead senior this year, has been uh, the most challenging busy season of my career thus far. I think I had a lot more accountability, a lot more people depending on me. So um, it was very tempting to just go into, you know, like sometimes just wake up, brush my teeth and be straight at my desk and just keep working throughout the whole day. And I had days where I did that. But then um, my team, before we got super, super busy, had implemented a fitness tracker. So we had a challenge every week about who would have taken the most steps or done the most workout minutes. And so you get a reward if you, you know, done that. And my team was really, really good with that. Like one of my managers is um, very like fitness oriented. So she would be like doing like I don't know, 15,000 steps a day or something like that. So it was just like, okay, it's motivating seeing that if your managers are making the time out to do it, you can too. Yeah, 100%. Then when it got really, really busy to the point where I was tempted to just be working, you know, from the time that I woke up to the time that I went to sleep, yeah. it was truly my managers who would be like, okay, Miral, take a step back, go for a walk take a walking meeting. Like don't, you don't have to be at your desk 24 seven. Like if you can take a meeting while you're doing a walk, do that. Or take a step back and just like, you know, go watch a TV show, do something. So it's important. And I learned this from them to make that boundary. Like no matter how crazy work gets, no one is like, God forbid dying because you didn't complete X, Y, Z part of the audit at this time. So it's always good like to keep that boundary and keep your mental health, your sanity, your physical well-being in check, even if it's just a single walk or you're just like, you know, every 30 seconds you're taking or every 30 minutes you're taking a step back and doing a walk around your house or something. It's important to keep that in check and make sure you're still making time out for the things that are important to you. Because an audit is an audit, but like your health and your well-being, that matters and that the longevity of that, preserving that is important. Yes, for sure. And and, and throughout this process, like how important is self-care? like in, in just in general, because even for our students, like um, like how important do you think self-care is and like taking a step back from just, again, as we spoke before, like the screen, um, like that's, that's really important during these times. And even like after exam season, like how, how important is self-care do you think? It's super, super important. And like I mentioned, like the messaging from the top at the firm is always like the Be Well, Work Well initiative was created specifically for making sure that you're you're doing the parts of self-care that you need to in order to be your best self at work. So you have to realize that you can push through and burn yourself out. But at one point, the work that you're producing is not the best kind of work that you're producing. The learning that you're going through is not effective learning because you're not going to retain anything. Your mind is going to be too tired. Your body is going to be too tired. So self-care and taking that step back and doing something for your mind and for your body. And honestly, like, 
I know I say screen time, but if it's going on your phone or looking at Instagram or updating your like social media account or whatever, it could be anything, but just taking a step back and reconnecting with yourself. And for me, you know, sometimes it's just going upstairs and talking to my family for a bit and that recharges me, whatever it is that recharges you, you should do that. And I mean, at PDBC, you also have like, you have like the messaging, but then, like I said, it's always walk the talk as well. Like you know, this is around the time of the year that I start using my massage benefits because I'm like, hmm, this is a nice time to just kind of take a break. Yes. I, I can't do that now because of, you know, COVID obviously, but do the things that you love and that are important to you and make sure that wherever you're going, whether it be PwC or another company, it's supporting that, that um, be well, work well mindset. Yes, for sure, for sure. And lastly, our question comes to what advice would you give our students listening to the podcast? Yeah, I, I, I had a feeling that this question would be asked. So I was like thinking about um, taking into account everything that we've talked about, taking into account like women in leadership, the current you know, climate that we have from a work from home environment, all the changes that are happening globally. What do I want to tell people? And I think this is coming more, it's coming for me as a professional, but I'm also looking at it from a personal lens. Right. Um, my advice would be like, you guys are, I mean, I guess like all of your listeners are from all across like first, second, third, and fourth year. Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever point you are in your career, um, in your university education, just remember to, again, sounds super cheesy, but just stay true to yourself. Like it's very easy at Shoe, like I've been through it to get caught up in like you know, my friend got this job. I still haven't gotten recruited or they got XYZ company. I still haven't gotten it. Yeah. It's okay. Whatever is meant for you will find you if you're making the effort. So don't lack in the effort, do your best, but don't stress out about the results because good things, you know, if you put in the effort, the good things will come to you. You just have to be patient. So don't get caught up in the race. And then when you are going to all of these events, when you are going to recruitment events and talking to companies, think, don't only think about what, like, you know, you can offer to the company. Also think about what the company can offer to you. That's the most important part, right? Don't just take whatever first offer comes to your table. Think about, write down, what are your values? What is important to you? What are your non-negotiables? This is the very beginning of your career. So these things are important. They set the, it's like I said, they set the boundaries for who you are as a person and where your learning and growth will occur. So, you know, you have to see what value you can offer, but put some value in yourself too. Like what can the company offer to you? Um, And I think that's the key piece of advice I would give to people, especially now with the environment that we're in. Think about that. That matters. Right, for sure, for sure. First of all, a huge thank you from our women in leadership team and the Shula community for just being with us here today and just giving us uh, such amazing insights, not just about PwC, but also your personal career and your time throughout Shula. And it, we really, really appreciate it. And um, first of all, another thing is just taking the time right now during COVID time. I know you just had busy season. We've been emailing back and forth too. And just, that, that obviously means a lot to our community and, and the Shula community itself. So thank you so much. Um, just to our listeners that diversity in leadership is, 29th is 
the diversity and leadership conference so please do attend that uh and thank you so much for listening and have a great day everyone all right i'll just have the podcast here